0: My name is Kellen Goff, the voice of the boss of the Passione in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And you're listening to a Toonami Faithful Podcast exclusive.
1: Welcome Toonami Faithful Podcast listeners. I'm your host CJ alongside Sketch and we're here with a very special guest.
0: Hey, how's it going? I'm uh... Kellen Goff, I voice uh, um, Overhaul in My Hero Academia, um, Rekka, Fire Force, uh, um, and the boss in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, because that's his name as far as you guys know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. This is a pleasure for both of us, considering... The many voices we get to hear from you to be on the block, which I'm sure has to feel feel awesome that uh, you know that a lot of your work is being seen by a ton of fans.
0: I it never feels that way. We we when we just you know do it and send it off into the nether, it it never feels like you know I, like anybody, but maybe a couple people are seeing it. But conventions have sort of. You know, help, helped us get perspective for how many people are seeing it. But yeah, n- no problem. We got nothing but time nowadays. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, talk to you fine gents about whatevers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet
0: you don't miss the uh, California commute. Oh boy. Yeah, That that's, uh, you know, for grocery runs and stuff, it's gotten a lot quicker. And the 405... <laughs> I didn't know that there was gravel underneath everything, but I didn't know there was a road. I thought it was just cars. But uh, lo and behold, there there are uh, actual spaces in between the cars now. The cars are social distancing, too.
1: Oh, I I wish uh, uh, my area would pick up on that with cars. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, I, I do want to at least start off with probably the character that fans know most right now with Overhaul. And sure. I think the biggest thing for me, because I was fortunate enough to see the episode uh, in advance at Anime Expo, uh, that was. Oh yeah, you were there. I was there. Yep. Yeah. No, it was. I mean, I'm I'm the My Hero guy of, of Toonami Faithful, so like it it that's that and Black Clover are my babies. But um, I think what I really enjoyed when I got to see Overhaul, and I've read ahead, obviously, like the one thing that I thought that you and uh, Colleen did really well is getting your voice to have this very like stern type of tone yet eerily creepy at the same time. And I was curious on the voice direction of being able to find that like perfect kind of symmetry between those two types of uh, aspects of it. Cause I thought it in essence captured what overhaul was uh, when I was reading it. And I'm sure a lot of other well, thank- things felt the same way.
0: Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember quite how, uh, how we got, I, I, we did you know we had one uh session where like for 10 or 20 minutes we just sort of explored for the voice and tone and uh and character and everything beforehand um I think that's where it might have come from but the uh you know all of that was all of the quietness um in the when I first auditioned I had I was like in the last stages of getting rid of uh, bronchitis so um I I already you know sort of had that scratchy thing and it took me about uh 6 hours to get that that scene out of me for the audition and I'm I'm glad I did but um it was originally a bit deeper and scratchier if you can believe it it hmm. but um I was also, thank goodness, I was also auditioning uh, for Sun Eater on the same batch. And she said, um, make that quiet, uh, imposing voice you did for Sun Eater. And I was like, I was doing imposing. I didn't notice, but OK. Um, it, and it, I listened back. I was like, well, oh, gosh darn, I was, I was a bit imposing there. Uh, so she's like, do that voice for Overhaul. i like, OK, so. Honestly, all of that, you know, like uh, sternness—I guess is a good word for it—and and and, uh, darkness—it sort of came from just looking at him, how he holds himself, how he uh, interacts with everybody. He he's very self-assured. He uh, knows that he's in charge, and it just—it sort of came as I just did the lines because good writing. Let's you it it's it, the character comes out pretty effortlessly if the lines are right There's certain things that someone would say that another wouldn't you know
1: definitely uh it's just like i said it's just i think what really uh makes overhaul like a compelling character is not just like the plague uh doctor kind of mass thing but just that like <laughs> that sneaky kind of like eerie where it's like yeah, he doesn't seem to be like really that imposing, but when you listen to the weight of his words, it just adds like a thousand like pounds on your shoulders when you realize how uh manipulative and really like how well how intelligent he is as a villain and I just I think it blew me away and I'm I'm curious uh, watching him kind of grow if you kind of felt that same way, if you felt like something differently as you were getting more involved with the character.
0: Well, I researched uh him Uh, You know, before all of before we started recording, because, uh, well, I mean, not um, not entirely. We got to record two episodes uh, beforehand for the end of season three. And then there was that year long hiatus. Um, So I I got a lot of time. You don't get this with a lot of characters. I got a lot of time to, you know, like marinate and sort of study the character and find you know a, a better sense of who he was uh you know and i was i was studying him the whole time i immediately clicked with him he's he's one of my favorite characters that i've ever played um yeah he, he'll always have a special place in my heart but um yeah the guy you know he, he was a child of the street so uh it's important when when you're like out there with a bunch of dangerous people, to never wear your cards on your sleeve or anything. So I think some of the sneakiness sort of came from his upbringing of being very careful around people, sort of being conditioned by uh, his rough childhood, and of course, you know, being raised by a yakuza boss probably um, mixed with that and created a bit of a monster there. I always thought that if he had been raised by heroes, he might've turned out a bit different, maybe an Aizawa type. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I guess we'll never see that AU, will we?
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Probably not. Although that's definitely, I could easily see the Aizawa uh, similarity, especially with how much the two of them like think. Uh, And I I think that kind of speaks to the world that My Hero Academia has built where... Everyone you know, has these quirks. Everyone can do something amazing. And yet, despite how we know that characters like uh, Overhaul are pure evil, there's something about the villains of this series that are just weirdly galvanizing. Like I can mm-hmm. understand why a character like Overhaul would get so much backing from other villains and maybe even some people who are on the fence to, this, to, the go, uh, to go on his side of things. And you see that with earlier ones such as Stain, You'd see that even currently with Gentle Criminal, which in the current season. I'm just I'm amazed at how so riveting the villains are just as much as the main cast of heroes. And I have, I'm curious on your uh, point of view of being able to see these types of uh, very, I don't know, like uh, charismatic villains in a, in a sense where they can get such a following from uh, fans and foes alike.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I adore uh Horikoshi's writing style. He makes it so that like not all like not all heroes are good. The num- the number one hero Endeavor, you know, he he, he was a wife abuser, but then uh, there's Stain who isn't like inherently evil either. He just uh, is going after heroes who have like lost the the um, the idealism of what it means to be a hero and are in it for the glory or whatever. Um, I like that he doesn't see it as black and white. Everybody thinks they're the good guy, and they're fine justifications for all of it. It it it's a show that makes you think about morality in a bit in a less linear sense, and I've always appreciated that. And with Overhaul. You know, he's always just wanted to cure what he thinks is a sickness because of that theory that, you know, quirks come from rats. He thought he thinks it's a plague, and mm-hmm. he he wants to, you know, he he wants to return it to his dad's golden days. That I'm sure that's his, you know, above everything else, that's his motivation. But he also wants to make it so that, you know normal people are normal people again and uh everything is less dangerous maybe because you got kids that can fire cannonballs out of their mouths and and explode through their hands and stuff that uh, it would be a lot safer without superpowers just as a fact uh, i personally would love it to <laughs> you know a world with superpowers and, and and just keep it that way but like yeah, I I can I can see at least logically where he's coming from and he's always been a very logical guy. He's never really uh, he he has his warped uh moments, but like I don't know, he he what I've always admired about him is he's very about fairness and uh I I for an eye arm for an arm type of deal. He uh you can see it in this first battle against Shigaraki is like um okay you you made the first move so now it's my turn it's like i i want what's fair from you and then his negotiations with Shigaraki it's like well, i i told you all about my plan you you got to you know show some of your cards or else how am i going to trust you he's always had this inherent fairness and fairness uh tends to be a quality of heroes so yeah horikoshi doesn't make everything black and white and i like that
1: did you did you feel like you could connect with the with the hero or excuse me with the villain just because of that fairness kind of thing because i like to think that all of us do believe in kind of a fair type of society which is kind of ironic considering the very first lines in the series were a deco with like all men are not created equal due to the fact that some quirks are more amazing than others
0: now, I I don't think anything is ever going to be fair. No, it, yeah. Like all the same, I I but I do admire about Overhaul that he was trying to level out the playing field a bit more. Um, I think he completely believes that all men aren't created equal, and he wants to make it so that you know people are created equal. Because I mean, you're not born with a weapon unless you know you're in this universe but in the in the past you weren't born with a weapon and some weapons were are greater than others so i think he was you know trying to this fairness doctrine i i feel like he was trying to bring everything back to that and i honestly i hate how he went about it and i hate you know what happened and everything, but Mm -hmm. I can't harsh the guy for wanting things to be fair. I'd love for everything to be fair as well. So I guess I relate with him on that level. And I'm also... Uh, I I I can be a bit of a germaphobe, especially these days. So I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll relate I'll relate with him in that way. Rocking um, the plague mask these days. Yeah, well, not it's not as long. I I would turn my head and bump into everything. I I don't. Yeah, I I own uh I I never thought that thing was. Uh, was the best way to go about it. It also oh, must have been really, practical. that thing was on his ears all the time. It must have been really heavy unless <laughs> it was like, just like it, one of those like party masks thing, but it couldn't have been, it had to be some kind of ventilator. Obviously thing. he
1: reconstructed his own ears to be able to handle the weight.
0: <laughs> I never thought about that, but you probably right. the head <laughs> cannon. Yeah. That that's his ear cannon.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I see you and Sketch are going to get along quite well with
0: puns.
1: (laughs) Have you been keeping up with it after, you know, your big arc kind of went through its uh, kind of completion in a sense where uh, you got to have like this incredible, like the fight between the heroes and overhaul was just such a spectacle. It's such a, an amazing high of like emotions and everything like that. Um, Do you still keep up after uh, that kind of, emotional uh turmoil that you probably went through with acting yeah through.
0: yeah here, i uh i was a major fan of it before i even got involved with it i never thought i was going to get involved with it at all um i it was really surprising and i cherished it for that reason because it was like the first thing that i was a massive fan of that i got to be a part of um so a lot of you know i sunk a lot of emotions into this because i you know it it meant so much to me the character the uh the show the universe uh, it all meant a lot to me it still does um but after you know everything that happened and and uh seeing uh us lose him not like forever i know i know he's just still in jail but like still after all that i you know, I needed a break, and okay. I'm still, I'm still on that break for the anime. At least I haven't really watched an episode since then. Um, I'll, I will definitely get to uh, catching up soon. I just, you know, I I needed a bit of time uh, to, you know, let wounds heal and stuff. But I've, you know, always kept up with the manga, and I know where we are now, and I know what happens mm-hmm. through that. It, it's not a mystery there. I just haven't been watching it in motion as much
1: yeah i I can understand i i I, that's another thing with my hero where just those those finales of of arcs are just so satisfying and I, i i can get a sense that you seem to feel the same way with how it at least ended so far for overhaul
0: right and and you know that's i i will say that i i haven't watched an episode since then but i did go to the movie premiere and watch that so that's the last thing I've seen of it uh, was uh, it wasn't two heroes. It was Heroes Rising.
1: Do you have a favorite student of uh, Class 1A of the
0: main cast? Kaminari. Great. He's always been my favorite. Nice. He, the, the dumb Sparky boy. I love the <laughs> underdog, man. He, and I love how he learns how to control his electricity. I've always loved electricity superpowers. Um, and, you know, I love that with tech uh, he he created a way to channel it, and I feel like as time goes on, he'll perfect that and be a really cool like tech uh, meta superhero. And I really like to uh, think about that. Also, I I every time I see him and Jiro together, I squee. I, I love those two. I awesome. Jiro for life. That's my ship.
1: Awesome. Oh hey, trust me, my hero has plenty of those. That that's pretty. That's pretty fine in my in my eyes too. And I'm curious. Yeah. if you like electric power? Did you like Static Shock?
0: Oh yeah, I grew up with that. The Static Shock taught me how to deal with loss. It taught me, uh, you know what discrimination was and how to deal with that. It, it, you know, it taught me how to deal with a lot of childhood stuff. And then on top of that, it was like all the super powered people and and the clever ways that Static would uh, would emotionally get to them and then uh strategically um win the day it, it was just it it still is one of my favorite uh cartoons ever and i hope that uh i i'm not i'm not too big into reboot culture but i would love to see another show about static
1: <clears throat> Mm-hmm. not to take away from like a toonami show but oh my god yes I, i'm i remember watching static shock with my father even that's how much like it was. It seemed to really resonate with people, and just again, the electricity part I thought was cool too. So that's that's really interesting.
0: Well, cartoons always... nowadays they, they tend to cater more to the kids. I get it. I get yeah. how the how the industry flows. But back then, uh, they put in stuff for the adults too, and I that's why I always respect the '90s and '80s and early uh, 2000s cartoons because they made, it. They sort of brought families together a bit more.
1: Definitely. It certainly yeah. seems that. Were you always a, a big fan of superheroes before even like acting in My Hero Academia or any of those like Superman, Batman, all that stuff?
0: Oh, absolutely! Nice. I I adored superheroes from a young age. I I remember I made uh my first my first like OC superhero was Shock Boy. I still have drawings of him somewhere, but I made him when I was like four and did comics about him till I was like ten. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've always loved the superpowered things i i love things that couldn't happen in real life like fantasy and stuff like that i'm i'm because you know the realism of the world it's there but uh the you know fantasy and science fiction stuff with superheroes and stuff it it the only limits are imagination and that has none so i i've always been fascinated by that and and uh you know, loved superpowers from a young age. Like I, I would watch Justice League. Um, gosh, what else would I watch? Uh, I mean, Ben 10 to this day is still my favorite show ever, mm-hmm. and and I'll go back and just binge it. Um, awesome. uh, but yeah, I the superpowers stuff has always resonated with me even more than than magic stuff because i i've always loved logic from a young age so i loved that these superpowers could be explained why they have them because it gave me that spark of hope that one day it might be you know
1: <laughs> just got to find a radioactive spider right
0: yeah see that that one that one wasn't as feasible <laughs> but i i mean if if someone you know i i could it, like, if someone was in a radiation chamber what? and they knew how to stitch themselves back together, they could be uh, Dr. Manhattan if they had a will strong enough. But, you know, that, mm-hmm. I, again, it, it, it probably could never happen. It's just <laughs> that hope in the back of my mind that one day. And that's
1: why I'm paranoid whenever I'm near
0: chemicals. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh... So chemistry was not great for you. <laughs> the chemistry was all right but okay good good i'm glad to, i'm glad to hear this phobia didn't affect your grades <laughs> no.
1: no and knowing sketchy probably enjoyed fire like a certain character you got to
0: voice in fire force <laughs> good segue i i yeah. try i try with those um, I, I have well they say, all enjoy fire to be fair
1: <laughs> true true it's a little it's a little mm-hmm. easy with that one um i would just want to start off by saying this i thought reka's design was so cool I, I
0: loved, loved his eyes. Yeah, I loved it, yeah. Well, everybody uh, says, oh, that's just Kaiba, but with a smile. Um, <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, like, I liked his star eyes, because the guy made uh, uh, Soul Eater as well. And that mm-hmm. sort of went back to um, to the Ho- Hoshimiya clan. Or, no, not Ho- Ho- Hoshi clan. Um, what was his name? Star? Was his name Star? Black oh, Star. Black star. star, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So you know the the star things. I, I thought that was a nice little home, homage, and I I do like his uh, uh, Recca's design as well. Everybody, I think Kyle Phillips, the director of the show, uh, at first just cast me as him because I looked like him at the time. I had the same haircut. <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> well, well, that also well, means you're pretty strong too.
0: No, not that part. Just the hair. <laughs>
1: When Sketch and I were talking with uh, another castmate of Fire Force, we both were very interested with Squad 1, and I was curious on how you felt being a part of that squad with, you know, being Rekka, considering how very mixed that not only the first responder aspect, but the religious aspect seemed to be with that uh, squadron and things like that. It was a very, very interesting dynamic that uh, Fire Force pulls off that you don't see in anime, and I I find it so fascinating to see unfold.
0: It's funny. I never really thought about the religious aspect to it because he sort of died before we could get into it. But um, but I found it odd that these characters of of any you know characters in the series were the ones that were living in the church because you got the the big brawny dad doesn't look like he's went to church a day in his life. You got you got <laughs> the you got the tuba player you got this uh this happy-go-lucky star-eyed guy and you got the milady fedora wearing one um it didn't seem like any of them were acolytes but they pulled it off quite well so it's another uh one of uh, denying expectations and I, I i like it when they throw a curveball like that but i also uh love that um uh Gosh, I, I'm so sorry I forget the blue haired one's name, but he's played by Rico Fajardo and we found it really funny at the time that uh for Fire Force we sort of switched our our uh, our roles from My Hero, because um even though I was the villain in both uh in My Hero as Mirio, he's the happy go-lucky one, and then I'm the I'm the uh, uh one, but then we sort of Uh, switch that foil in uh, fire forces like you're too loud you're you're uh you know you're too much is like and he's just like i'm never i'm never gonna give up that kind of thing so we always joked about that i like i i like uh i'll just say i, I want to say i really like kyle phillips uh, casting style because he tends to cast voice actors as what they're not normally cast for but he know they that he knows that they can do um like i'm never cast as the happy-go-lucky high voice guy and rico is always the uh rico is never the sardonic one because that that's you know that's not what we are and and but he knows that we can play it and he believes in our acting and it tends to work out
1: so you must have felt like it was super rewarding to get to flex that kind of muscle then for reka huh
0: oh i love it that's why i love Recca because i <laughs> i don't get to play that kind of character too often so i you know i cherish my time as him it's um, just too bad he's such a creep. I <laughs> yeah, man. Well I, I was hoping he would just stay like I I in my head canon his exposition stops at episode one. He's just a nice guy forever. <laughs> and and he he uh, he lives with Tomoki forever in happiness. Uh, if only it were that happy. <laughs> yeah, if only it were that <laughs> simple in anime. <laughs>
1: Did you enjoy watching uh, that whole arc kind of unfold? Because I, I will say this, the fight between him and Shinra was legendary to me. I could not get enough of that. I rewatched it a couple of times with how much oh, I yeah, enjoyed I, watching that through the couple episodes it was through.
0: I think it went too fast, man. I, <laughs> I feel like there could have been a lot more build-up, but I did adore that last fight. That It was so, for lack of a better word, it was so epic. Um, uh amazing animation on it and I loved you know acting it out and going all out for it I remember it was this is the only time it's ever happened but that day I don't know what I ate what I drank or, or what kind of vocal warm-up I did, but I was able to scream that loud for and that hard for so long, and my throat didn't hurt. And I'm like, what is going on? Am I? But uh, we took full advantage of that and uh, to make that uh, battle better, and we sort of just uh, made it as intense as we could. And I think that sort of lent itself to uh being to the the rememberability of the scene i know that's not a word no no i get what you're saying (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) i I will say with fire force um did the animation like kind of pop for you like it does for a lot of fans especially with the fire and the way that the fights kind of go because i mean we're used to seeing you know hand to hand maybe a little magic thrown in another anime but here with not only adding the hand to hand but just this amazing blaze and fire stuff I i feel like it's very just alluring and very yeah. uh, aesthetically pleasing for a lot of fans when they get to
0: see it I mean you said it best I, oh. I the the animation is incredible on it um, it uh, <laughs> I ju- I just can't get over how much work probably went into that and it it always the animation on that show it's just so underrated it's always so great yeah um, and I, you know, I love their symbolism for fire, how many different forms fire takes in that show. It's very creative, all of it. Mm.
1: And, and considering how much you like uh, the animation from it, I'm curious, do you know the studio that does it?
0: Uh, not off to put the put top of my song. head. <laughs> well, no, it,
1: it'll work. You'll see. Because it, it's by David Productions, who are notorious for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which you seem to be wow! such a huge fan of. Another
0: another great
1: segue. It's just it's like T ball right now, which is so easy (laughs) being able to think of it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it's like just even from uh the most recent tsunami viewing, like you were just all about JoJo and I I have to find I find it so like I always love seeing when uh people who work on shows like show their love for it, you know, because it's not just fans. You know, fans are so used to talking amongst the themselves, being able to be like, oh, I really like this character, or I like this character, and or this scene and that scene. So it's really, I find it very uh, uh, just, you know, heartwarming to see the people who have worked on it just be as giddy about it as the fans are. And I just have to say, like, what made you such a big JoJo fan besides, you know, being in it and how awesome it
0: is? Yeah, um, I mean, my, I would not you know, I, I I would be lying if I didn't say that I was uh I got to be a bigger fan as I got to be a bigger part of it, starting with uh Okayasu's dad and Diamond is unbreakable. But um a lot of it uh came from two people, uh Mick Lauer, who plays abakio We we were we've been good friends for a while before this and uh, Kira Buckland. Um, oh, of course yeah they they're the two biggest jojo fans i've ever met um and uh they you know at first they uh their fan oh it's like oh i got i seeing how into it uh they were i i was like oh i gotta check out this uh anime and then the, my biggest influence on it was my uh, is my former roommate and and good friend uh, amin elgarch uh sweet bean amin he um he is is a massive jojo fan as well and we would just spend like hours binging the anime because i had never really gotten into it so he he like showed me you know the original and then i I got hooked on it by the end of, uh, by halfway through, um, uh, the, the second arc with, uh, jo- with Joseph. Um, but yeah, I, m- I mean, you know, explained everything to me and he, uh, had told me about his OCs, is, and I made some of my own and, uh, I, you know, I just love, um, the the nonsensical aspect of the superpowers where it's just a manifestation of uh uh of you know their character uh and and stuff um i i yeah i i just liked how unique it was to like they did stands first and i also liked how clever they were getting out of all these situations. I think that's what got me into it first because I'm a Sherlock Holmes fan and mm-hmm. I love seeing, you know, cleverness and intelligence win the day.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see why you like Joseph Joestar then.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably and, the and honestly, um, John, Jonathan was pretty smart too. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no, I, I'd probably say Jonathan's probably smarter. It's just Joseph is v- more. He's very uh, witty. Yeah, witty. is the and, word that I would
0: use. Joe had his moments too, and like all the Joe stars are really smart. And and it's like, oh, it it sort of uh, it, it it makes true the fact that, or or brings to light the fact a bit more that, uh, Braun isn't everything. Uh, smart. Uh, combined with Brawn, will win the day. I I
1: have to ask, at least with Part 5, why does this part seem so memeable compared to, like, all the rest of the JoJo's? Because they're just as wacky. It's just this one <laughs> I seem to see so many more memes for. And I'm curious on, like, your thoughts, if you've seen any, anything along those lines, any favorites of, of the memes? Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean... It... As soon as uh, as um, Emperor Crimson was announced, and I know some people are going to harsh me for not saying King Crimson, but uh, the Japanese uh, is, is King Crimson as far as I'm concerned, and um, Konishi San does a great um, King Crimson. He he's fantastic, but in English, you know, for better or worse, it's Emperor Crimson. I like Emperor. Crimson. I it makes me feel more powerful um <laughs> but uh you're you're you were talking about how memeable it is i think it's just i i think <laughs> more than the last seasons this one is just a bit more ridiculous because you know it's he's done this for it, that this would be the fifth arc right yep. he he's done this for four arcs already i think he wanted to like parody himself a bit in this one, maybe. Um, and just, you know, all the bombastic attitudes of every character that comes, I, I think they mix together to make this, uh, the, this mushpot of like ridiculous situations that can come about. Not to say that past characters haven't been like that, but like, you know, like, like um, is, is so goofy and, Seeing how mad um, oh, what's his name? Uh, guy with holes in his suit oh. Um, oh, I'm blanking on this. Well, seeing how mad he gets right and just yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't know I, I think a lot of it also comes from the Japanese performances um, and how you know into it they get and you know I, I, you I admire the them I admire them a lot for that.
1: This is, like, the one show I wish that it wasn't, like, one actor, one booth. Like, I feel like you guys all together in one room would be, like, an absolute... It would be, in essence, what JoJo really is.
0: Honestly, I've, I've done uh, ensemble dubbing before. It's not hard, but I think it would take way longer. Right. Just because... And I don't know uh, if, if... Like, because like, we're all idiots in real life too we're all jokers and, and trash lords so I, th- I I don't think we'd get anything done because <laughs> we just keep laughing at ourselves and there would be too many takes of us just ruining it with like a, a smirk or a potty joke
1: on that topic <laughs> uh, you want to mention any good bombs somebody's left for you bombs? what do you mean? yeah audio bombs when you go into record and oh you mean RP like
0: record. oh <laughs> um funimation does that a bit more than bang zoom at least uh i've i've found it to be um so i haven't really gotten any on this show but i have left some funny audio bombs it's just there have been some uh instances in the past that have made anime bloopers a bit uh you know, a bit more scarce Uh, and I'm afraid, you know, that that's all I can really delve into it. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking to, uh, yeah, we were talking
1: to Alex von David recently and he was saying, yeah, we didn't, we, we couldn't make time for any bloopers in the latest sword art season. We were on
0: task. (laughs) That's how a lot of the shows were. I tried to, well, I didn't try, but there were some amazing bloopers when I was Hans and Konosuba, but we had to stay on track. Alex I mean, that's saying, such a goofy show anyway. Yeah. Alex would always say, Helen, the entire show is a blooper. Stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, fine. <laughs> you right.
1: I uh, I will I I have like kind of an interesting question at least uh, going back to JoJo for you that I, I want to at least hear your thoughts on it personally for me I liked Part Four much more than Part Five uh, I hey. I don't know what it is it's just I love the cast of characters in Part Four a lot uh, they resonated with me a little more I love the stands a little more personally kind of thing compared to five sure what would you say to someone who isn't exactly a fan of Part Five compared to Part Four and why they should uh obviously i stick with it but just on a little sense of oh you know it'll grow on you definitely like keep a keep an eye on the
0: oh, thing. you mean like why why should you watch it um kind of
1: in a sense just because like there's so many parts with it some people like oh i like this one more. like a lot of people don't really like part one for example compared to like yeah. when you get to like part three what would be like your kind of pitch to why fans because believe it or not there are uh kind of a subsection of like ah, part five isn't my kind of thing for jojo and i'm just curious on your way of kind of selling it yeah oh yeah
0: it's not it's not everybody's thing i i feel like Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a love letter to part three and that we got all the boys together again and they're Mm -hmm. going uh cross country to uh to try and beat the big bad um but what i like about it is that ha- it all happens within a week uh, canonically um so it's fun to see how much they can fit within 7 days and they fit a lot within the 7 days but it's also uh cool to see the adventure of um so someone who isn't i mean he is a joe star but i mean he's dio's son so it's like Oh, so it it gives us this hope that maybe uh, good can come from evil and it's fun to, you know, see another another kind of uh, protagonist. And, um, you know, I I, I feel it's also really respectful to Italian culture. And makes a lot of. Uh, it's made me hungry for spaghetti to, and and wine, you know, many times. So, right. I think it has its own charms. If it's not for you, I completely get it. It's not a your average JoJo, but it's. I I I'd say if you want something from JoJo that's a bit different from from the norm for a second then this is a nice uh escape from the regular um, uh well you know I, I, I would also say it's it 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 it's different but it's uh got elements that from like every season so far. So it's like a nice love child of all of it. And some <laughs> of it works, some of it doesn't, but i i personally you know it's after um stardust crusaders it's my favorite
1: no no it's just like i say i'm always curious on how everyone feels on uh stuff that they've worked on stuff like that so that's a very interesting perspective to to see and like some that maybe some people might not have thought of because i know for me personally i didn't even think about the italian stuff and all their references in there too you, it's definitely different, oh yeah definitely
0: yeah it makes me want to visit Italy. it it <laughs> They make it visually. Everything is so pretty.
1: And I will say, since uh, we weren't able to hear, at least, like, the character isn't around as much, uh, what was it like to be on Demon Slayer, considering how popular that franchise seems to be?
0: Demon Slayer? I didn't have as much of an experience, uh, like, as long of an experience, right. I should say. Because um, it was only one session. Cause really? He, oh. Yeah, it we, we did all of uh, the father spider demons lines within an hour, um, just cause he doesn't really say much. He just sort of, rah, rah, you know, <laughs> um, but it's one of the most intense shows I've been on. They like, we go full out on Demon Slayer. They'll just like scream and scream and scream. And it's like, you want to, you want a vocal challenge beyond Demon Slayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it was, uh, but uh, you know, it it was fun playing that giant spider guy and putting in my little predator sounds and stuff. Um, (laughs) It's always fun being the, uh, the creature but sorry the creature but um yeah no i i it wasn't i i really can't say more than that right. cuz i i was only there for an hour <laughs> oh, wow. but no, it was fun realize. it was fun
1: um i know this is a show that a lot of people seem to be championing to get on Tsunami. it's one of sketches near and dear to his heart and you already mentioned it with konosuba I wanted like, were you able to watch any of the stuff that you weren't in as well, just to get a feel for the show, or were you kind of rushed right in and then just like? Oh, right, I
0: love gonna... Konosuba. Okay. I, I I watched it beforehand. That that's one of the funniest anime I've ever seen. I I really like how self aware they are and the jokes they make, and and I love how. True uh, to the original, Alex von David let uh, lets us get. So when Kazuma is like running because he thinks Hans is uh, going to like jump in the water and kill himself, and he finds out that he's just poisoning it, and they, uh, and uh, Hans and him just go like, eh. and he's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 script said quack. I I so it's stuff like that where you, it's like. It's like, okay, quack. It's like, okay, weird gurgling sound. It's like funny stuff like that um, in shows. I I savor. I love it. And I love making it mine, you know, like not doing something that I know someone else would do with it. Comedy is so much funner to play with for me um, because there are so many ways to make something sound funny. Or be funny uh so li- getting to experiment with him that was one session as well all of hans that was three hours um but uh it was a fun fun three hours hans is, has a special place in my heart
1: oh to be on a fly of the wall to hear those recording sketch huh
0: oh, my oh Lord. man <laughs> i'd pay money <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and uh, at least, at least for this, what would be your pitch of why it should be on Toonami? Because you don't have to convince Sketcher Eye. We we are firm believers of the Konosuba. Get that on Toonami, kind of thing, if possible, of course.
0: The animation w- during the fight scenes is very Toonami. It it's something because I've noticed nowadays a lot of what's on Toonami is in it's action based and stuff, um, but my pitch to get it on to I think it's, if you're looking for that adult swim comedy, if you want something, if you want to convince someone, Oh, this one's good for a laugh. It's on adult swim. Then Konosuba's is going to be, you know, close to that. Cause, cause it is one of the funniest shows and yes. more, more people. I I'm sad that more people don't know about it. It's like, uh, it's a complete parody of the, um, what's uh, okay. of the kind of trend. Um, so I, you know, I, I like shows that can make fun of themselves and I feel like it's things have gotten too serious on Toonami. Mm-hmm. I feel, I, I feel like more shows like that would, uh, maybe clear the palette for more serious and bring more variety and make them watch longer.
1: Hmm. So we're just going to wait for a tsunami reference in Konosuba to then be on Toonami, right?
0: I'm not the writer,
1: but
0: <laughs> um, and will kind of one a... in if Ons ever comes back.
1: Ooh, that'd be exciting. Uh, and kind of to, to wrap this up for you, uh, is there anything that you can talk about that you would want to tell fans to check out? Whether it be a new project <laughs> or a recently released project, anything along those lines?
0: I'm unfortunately everything's very on hold because of the virus so Mm -hmm. it's not as uh it's it they're not coming out as quick as uh as they would um you know prior to this but um some exciting stuff's on the horizon i can't say what because of ndas but uh very exciting stuff and i hope that you'll uh Check out, you know, these guys' Twitter and my Twitter and everybody's Twitter to uh, see when it comes out, because it's coming soon, I hope. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the best I could could say, unfortunately. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Trust me, NDA is my favorite anime, so by all means, (laughs) I I don't mind.
0: The show that everybody wants to watch but nobody knows anything about.
1: It's a great hook, you know, like, it it sucks me (laughs) in every time, so, I mean... I, I I feel like this this next one is gonna be like oh I'm gonna know and then it's like no no I don't know. Didn't Kellen want to mention a a role oh, he had coming he up on oh, Tsunami? Yes. I actually. Forgot. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. So um, you know it's been on tsunami. Excuse me, it's been on Funimation now, uh, but coming up, you know. We're going to see every uh, a lot of things come to a head in Black Clover, and uh, you may be able to catch me as a big, uh, big figurehead of that. So stay tuned uh, there. That should be coming in a in a couple or a few weeks. Ooh, I'm ex- I love Black Clover
1: too. So like, oh, that's gonna be so exciting! It's great. I freaking love that show. So, I'm, like, I don't know what it is, but Shonen with My Hero Academia and Black Clover is just the thing i need i love it so much oh, it. <laughs> uh but yeah. that's super super exciting to see you in that too
0: yeah man it was a lot of fun recording it i i don't know how much like i know what i'm allowed to say i know i'm allowed <laughs> to say but i want to i don't want to spoil anything right.
1: no, no no by all means i'd rather keep it as a surprise too i i, I like yeah. that it makes people want to watch you know maybe an extra incentive to stick around kind of thing
0: yeah so. just uh just keep an ear open <laughs> Try to off, guess.
1: Taking over Tsunami, every show will have his voice at one time, it seems like. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, I, I'm uh my my next uh my next conquest is uh oh man, what haven't I been on? <laughs> 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 that's not that's not me trying to say that. Yeah, it's just no, like that's <laughs> legitimate. Like what which tsunami show haven't I been on yet? Let's get uh, going
1: off on Food Wars, anyone?
0: <laughs> oh, Food Wars would be fun. I, uh, I, that's the show I watch to get hungry.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if I, don't I need just to watch don't a show eat. to get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. Oh, Doctor Stone. I, I would love to be on that Ooh, one too. I love me some. Dr. Oh, I Stone. feel like there's
1: gotta be a character in that second season
0: that. Hopefully, one day. We'll, when we'll, when dr stone comes back
1: well we'll uh we'll make sure this podcast episode is out so the casting directors can hear this and be like oh this guy wants let's let's bring him in let's see what he can do kind of thing
0: here's hoping uh, yeah
1: Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us this was sure thanks uh, such for a pleasure me. i hope it wasn't too difficult or any kind of oh, questions, you know <laughs> uh, hey, i love a here.
0: challenge
1: nice um uh, and where could uh, fans follow you on social media if they haven't already
0: uh at kellen goff k-e-l-l-e-n-g-o-f-f, K-E-L-L-E-N-G-O-F-F on pretty much everything <laughs> oh that's, <laughs> I, that's super easy i'm trying to get uh trying to get more on instagram but it's just like i like talking more than posting pictures of myself <laughs> so it's it's tough but i'm trying I, i'm mostly on twitter
1: again count Cal- thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us i hope everyone listening in enjoyed it as well and hopefully we'll get to hear more from kellen in toonami shows and maybe out of toonami shows as well it's not always got to be about the block Uh, but once again thank you for listening thank you for listening and uh hope you have a great day
0: yeah keep watching uh jojo's bizarre adventure there's more fun to come there